Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is April 22nd. Uh, we got one more full week of April to go. And uh, this is really the first month of earnings season. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us in just a few moments, because the markets really uh, went crazy yesterday to the wrong direction. We'll talk about that more also when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. But before we do that, please remember that there's only one thing that any of us can control when it comes to your portfolio and the markets, and that's how much risk you have. If you don't know what your risk is, that means it's even more important that you walk through our core retirement design, where we can help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. And with that, we've got Dave coming up next. That's Taylor Swift, Point seven Light FM. We're at 8.40 now, 20 before 9. It's time to check in and check in one more time for the week as to how the stock markets are treating your IRA and 401k. We've had a couple of pretty good days this week. Yesterday, not necessarily one of them. Let's see if we can figure out why with the resources of Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. It is Friday, so, you know, excited that it's Friday. Oh, it's a relief that it's Friday. And uh, yesterday, I did, I, and probably there are some vet investors that are relieved, too, because I look at the charts from yesterday. We started out okay and just kind of slid downhill. It was just kind of like, uh, you know, putting the car in neutral and just letting it slow down for the whole day. There just wasn't any energy on any of the markets yesterday, was there? No, there, there really wasn't. And so I'm looking at the weekly numbers and the Dow still, as long as they can eke out a, a, a gain today, should stay positive for the week. They're up 1% right now as of yesterday's close. Uh, the S&P 500 is basically flat right now. So if it loses today, it'll have a loss for the week. NASDAQ, yeah, it's got to have a pretty good bump today to get to positive territory. It's down 1.3% already. And that's almost a surprise that it's only down that much because we've had some 2% negative swings on the NASDAQ even just this week alone. Yesterday, the Dow was down by a full percent, down 368 points, 1.5% down on the S&P, and 2.07%, 278 points on the NASDAQ. And there really wasn't a heavy-duty reason for it. It was just a general drift downhill. There's no knees in the curve that showed one event that scared investors. It just went downhill from the start, and we never never had any indication that there was any reason anybody wanted to buy anything. Well, that's right. I mean, let's face it. It opened up tremendously, yeah. right? I think the Dow was up like 300-something points and ended up down 368. I mean, it was, it was a two-point swing uh, for the day. And the other indexes kind of were in the same boat. So it was definitely, um, and, but we closed off the lows. I will say that. I think we got lower than that during the day, according to the report I read. And so, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. We continue to face inflation and interest rate issues. And Paulson came out yesterday basically and said, uh, betting on a half a point in May for a increase in interest rates. And so, yeah, I think the problem is, is that um, the market has a certain amount of interest increases built in. And my, my I'm thinking that they think now that uh, yesterday caught them by surprise. I think they they're thinking there may be a couple more before the end of the year. Oh, and we got Bullard talking about a three quarters of a percent bump all in one meeting. He's always been a hawk 
so when he starts talking about that, and then Paulson comes out and talks about half a percent increases. Uh, the, the quarter percent rate increases, I think the market can handle. I think it's the size at any given time that also kind of puts the market in stinking thinking, because you can cope with a gradual increase, but a half a percent in one poke, or God forbid, three quarters of a percent in one poke for stock prices, that, that's not good news, even if we all know we need the increase. That's right. Even if we know it's coming, right? It's still not good news. Um, and so the futures are kind of reflecting that this morning. Using my analogy of castor oil, it's kind of like having you take the whole bottle at once. <laughs> yeah. You're probably going to have a really pleasant uh, next 24 hours or so after you do that. Hey, it'll clean uh, the out other, the system, right? Uh, that's true. The other thing Paulson said that I thought might very well have attracted some eyeballs was uh, he called the labor market, quote, tight to an unhealthy level. Nothing like it when your Federal Reserve chairman says we need to fire some more people, right? Yeah, that's um, that's right. And, and it specifically, you know, talked about, and at least the report I looked at, specifically talked about the, the people retiring early, taking early retirement and getting out of the system because of the, all the COVID issues, as well as people still uh, living somewhat in fear of COVID and not wanting to go back to work. Oh, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I think we're all pretty much coming to the conclusion those waves of COVID where we're going to have people dropping out of work for a little while, I think they're probably going to be with us on a semi-permanent basis, whether we like it or not. Don't you? I think it's going to be like flu season. You know, you're going to have waves of flu that come through during flu season and knock a bunch of people out of the employment issue for a little while. But, hey, they'll recover and come back. So it, it is something we're going to have to continue to deal with. But Paulson's right. We don't have enough employees. I mean, there's what less than a million and a half folks collecting unemployment right now, and there's 10 million job openings right now. So go figure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, his, his phrase that it's tight to an unhealthy level is not inaccurate, but it's just it's one of those phrases I don't expect the Federal Reserve chairman to use in general public. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the other part of that is how do you fix it? Uh, yeah, you, you and, can't all of a sudden add more people uh, to the job roles. Yeah, and increasing interest rates is going to fix it the wrong way. It's going to cut back the number of job openings. So, hey, it'll it'll be considered good news when we only have eight job openings for every unemployed person, right? <laughs> exactly. What's wrong with that picture? Uh, the other thing that came out yesterday that I found interesting, after earlier in the week we had the World Bank and the IMF cutting their outlooks for global economic growth, everybody got a little bit, uh-oh, watch out. Well, Goldman Sachs comes out with something, and I, you know, my tip sheet is calling this bad news. I'm calling it good news. Goldman Sachs comes out with a uh, statement where their chief economist concluded there's roughly a 35% chance the U.S. economy will go into recession within a couple of years. And I'm, I'm saying, okay, I'm considering that good news. Number one, less than 50-50. And number two, they're extending the window out. I think a lot of investors are pricing in a near-term recession. And we've been talking about this for a few days now. All the building blocks aren't there for a recession, especially with the unemployment as, uh, as low as it is. Goldman Sachs is now saying it's less than 50-50 for two years. Yeah, that, that does sound uh, a little better than what a lot of them have been talking about. So, um, and, 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 that, and that's what, 65% chance we won't have a recession, right? So, so uh, if you look at it from that perspective, I think that could be some good news. 
Absolutely. And I mean, Goldman Sachs is not some dweeb in his underwear sitting in an apartment in New York City writing a blog. They're a relatively credible source of information, too. Uh, well, that's true. Uh, so, uh, but uh, of course, some of the guys are sitting around in apartments, <laughs> working their underwear because they can't get their employees to come back to work. <laughs> Talking about working at home, uh, we've got earnings season going on, and I got absolutely nothing macro-wise coming out until almost ten o'clock this morning. Have we got anything that can push us up in the uh, quarterly reports? Hey, we do have a couple things, but before we do that, let's talk about one other macro thing, and that's interest rates, Dave. Oh, yeah. Let's look at, uh, you know, because something came across my little ticker saying the five year was at three percent. Man, that got my attention in a hurry. So I went looking the uh, and and actually the five years gone up since you and I went on the air. It's at two point nine nine percent right now. And uh, yeah, so it is right now inverted against the 10 year and the 30 year. So uh, that's not good news. Now, obviously, uh, you asked me before we were on the air that that uh, that definitely lent a little bit more credibility to a recessionary period of time, but it's not a real big spread, right? It, it's a spread. It's something we need to continue to watch, but it's not a huge differential between the two. Uh, so we'll continue to monitor that to see how big that gap gets between the five and the 10 and the five and the 30 um, before we start really starting to ramp up and think, well, maybe we are closer to a recession. Yeah, it does tend to get to the point, and, and because we've, we've cried wolf a couple of times in a recession, didn't follow an, an inversion on the interest rates. I kind of get the feeling the big money investors are looking at this kind of, they're not, they're not ignoring it, but they're kind of looking at it askance and saying, okay, it doesn't seem to be an immutable law when these things get inverted or recessions on its way. So we, we're kind of not overreacting to it this time, like we did a few years ago when it happened. That, that's right. Uh, yep. So, so just something else we need to keep an eye on as we yeah. continue to watch the markets. And so now we go into earnings season, right? A big deal. Um, so we had American Express was probably going to be uh, uh, working on the headline there. They, um, they beat on uh, profit and revenue for the first quarter. And uh, so they've been helped out by spending. The millennials and the Gen Xers are uh, starting to pick up spending a little bit as well. Small to medium-sized businesses are spending money. Um, so Amex is liking that. It's not up as much as it was. It was up uh, substantially earlier. It's up less than a two-tenths of a percent right now. So uh, that just kind of indicates the uh, noodling going on in the indexes right now. And you're well, yeah, and kind of the indication we've had with income being with income growth being outstripped by inflation, it's evident that we're burning more plastic and Amex is benefiting from that. Absolutely are. Um, the other one I have, I have Verizon. Um, Verizon matched expectations on both uh, um, earnings and revenue. Um, the the number you know the number they watch on phone companies is subscriber rates. And Verizon lost thirty six thousand phone subscribers during the quarter, and that sounds terrible, but it's better than the analysts expected. They expected almost fifty thousand losses, so um, a little better than they expected. But they're still taking it on the chin this morning, down two and a half percent. Did they say they're losing them to the resellers or to other of the, of the uh, big three? It did not say where it was uh, it was coming from. Because all those ads on the radio talking about, you know, how you, you can get same coverage, same system and everything, 5G and all of that for half the price. I got to believe some of these big name cell phone companies like AT&T, Verizon, they're losing to the resellers more than they are each other these days. 
And that could very well be. I know a lot of folks have moved to those. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, sure, I'm not sure exactly what the battle plan is going to be for the big three to, to combat some of that. But uh, I'm sure they're working on something. Uh, we, we have Kimberly Clark, the consumer products company. They had better than expected earnings and revenue. The, they've been able to really deal with the volatile and the inflationary environment that they find themselves in. And they, they didn't raise their full year forecast, but they raised their full year organic sales forecast and internal growth. Um, okay. So uh, they're up, man, they, they may be a big winner today, Dave. They're up five and a half percent. Cool. I can't help but giggle at the notion of a toilet paper manufacturer talking about an organic forecast. <laughs> <laughs> That was the snort that you heard. <laughs> uh, we have, uh, I got a couple more for you. I've got uh, Schlomberg there, one of the oil producers. Um, uh, they beat uh, beat estimates by a penny a share, revenue top forecast, and they are heading up 1.85% this morning. Now, the last two I have for you um, are kind of a mixed bag. We have Snap. Snap, the, you know, the social media company, um, they lost two cents a share, uh, but they were better than expected. No, I'm sorry. They, they, they were expected to make a penny a share. So they lost three cents more than expected, but uh, they've uh, issued some outlook that looked good. So they're up about a half a percent this morning. Hmm. Get Guidance this one, definitely driving the stocks this time, isn't it? It, it is. And get this one. I, I just don't understand why it's not down more unless something's wrong in the report I've gotten. And, and that's the only thing I can see, but Boston beer. They reported, Sam yeah, Sam, Sam, Samuel Adams. They okay. they lost sixteen cents a share. Now the analyst, my report says that the analyst expected a profit of a dollar ninety seven a share. Now, that's a big difference, Dave. That that would that would make me run for the hills if I were an investor. And, and revenue missed. Shipping volume was down twenty five percent. So I'm thinking this should be like. The one we saw the other day, you know, down 10, 15, 20%. Yeah. It's down 2.6% this morning. Weird. Now, it will Maybe. be a new 52-week low. I'll give you that. Uh, prior, it was $342. It's right now, it would open at 337 So, still, 52-week low. But when I read the report and then I looked at the trading, I thought, well, there's a, there's a mismatch here. But evidently not. It's been holding right in there. Maybe it was if they understood it was coming, so consequently they priced it in. But good heavens, that yeah, that that's going out of business kind of numbers, <laughs> and uh, the market isn't really responding that negatively, are they? No, they're they're really not. I neglected to ask this before we got into the specifics, but you had a tip sheet uh, reading on the uh, on earnings season so far, which probably will add a little bit more blue sky to our uh, our bad news on Sam Adams. The uh, earnings season so far has not been that bad, has it? It really hasn't. Now, now only 17% of the S&P 500 has reported as of the open Thursday morning. But of that, 81% have beat analyst expectations. You can't all be Sam Adams. <laughs> exactly. Right. You're right. So it hasn't been that bad so far. Resetting the table off day yesterday, just a general drift downward on all the indexes. 45 minutes before we open, Philip, what are we looking at? So right now, Dave, it has continued to get worse, as you and I have spoken this morning. Uh, we've got the Dow down uh, 
almost four tenths of a percent right now. It's $128. It's the big loser right now. And we've got the S&P 500 down a quarter of a percent. And the, uh, and the NASDAQ 100 is basically flat right now. The, we look at the commodity side, it's given back big time today, too. We got silver down another 1.2%. Gold is down a half a percent. And crude oil is down another 1%, uh, 102.77 for a barrel of oil. And 100 be far away now. We can cross our fingers. The only We're getting commodity. Close. Getting close. Yep, the only one we want to see go down. The overseas markets mixed bag in the Asian rim. Europe is looking us and going, Ugh, they're all down a little bit this morning as well, halfway through their day. Keeping tabs on retirement, trying to make sure that you can retire, that takes advice. How do I find you to get advice on that, Philip? Hey, that's the reason we developed our core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863 382 0037 to start working on your core retirement design and then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM and next week right here every morning on Light FM Philip you have a dynamite weekend we'll see you Monday all right you too Dave thank you sir it's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services Philip Statler Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. I hope that your week has gone well. Have a great weekend. I look forward to speaking to you again on Monday. Bye now.